This is GabNet, the great American broadcast network. Talk radio like you've never heard it before. Welcome in a Thursday night edition of the X, Rob Alfano's Exchange, right here on the Great American Broadcast Network. The Citizen Panel opens soon on Skype. GabNet Live is what you type in, or you can call us at 347-352-0079 and exchange ideas. It's Thursday, Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. So happy to have you with us. I will tell you that today here we are in that continuous loop of beautiful weather still here in uh, the Washington, D.C. area. Unbelievable weather. It just makes me feel good. I I did all my show prep tonight sitting outside on the deck with a cigar burning and uh, my, um, my Mac just sitting there enjoying the day. With the television on, you, you you couldn't ask for more than that. Hope that the weather was nice where you are. I recognize that it can't be nice all over the world. So depending upon where you might be listening to this program, it is called Rob Alfano's Exchange. Uh, we uh, call it the X as well. And uh, what we do here is we open up Skype in just a few minutes, in fact, and that's where we uh, have our citizen panel. Everybody convenes, and we get a chance to sit and talk about. Um, well, we exchange ideas. I've got a bunch of things we could talk about. I'm never up, uh, never um, against having some of the citizen panel members bring up their own things to talk about as well. You do that by opening Skype and typing GabNet Live into the uh, Skype search area, and you'll con- connect to us. Or you can go to um, GabNet.net and look for the call button, which is in the upper right-hand corner of the um, of the website. And there, as long as you have Skype installed, that'll connect you right into us. If you don't have Skype and you don't have a computer and you, have, you hate computers, but you still like listening to this program on maybe, you, you know, on your, um, your iPhone or whatever, well, that's possible too. You can call us at 347-352-0079, okay? So that's all the ways you can reach us. We hope we have a good side. Uh, panel tonight. Tomorrow night is our trivia night. And um, so we definitely need people to call in. The, the trivia program will take up the, pretty much the entire hour tomorrow night. Lots of great categories to choose from tomorrow night. We'll have some fun. But we need at least three people on the citizen panel in order to make it fun and play. All right. We had a great time with it last week. It was a really close game. So hopefully you'll join us for that tomorrow night right here on the exchange. And don't forget tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern, it's Alex Bennett's Ramble at uh, 10 Eastern until midnight. And then Getting Geeky with Miranda Janelle because it's Thursday night. She's here at midnight between uh, midnight and well, I, they're doing about 90 minutes these days. So um, between midnight and about 1.30 Eastern time or 9 p.m. to 10.30 her time. Let's open up Skype right now, give you a chance to join us here on the Citizen Panel. And again, it's just GabNet Live. Nice and easy. Call us or 347-352-0079. And the phone has started right away with Rin. And I'm hoping we have better luck tonight. I, um, I you know, I, I got a call today from uh, Verizon. They left a message on my machine. And the message said, hi, we're Verizon, and we're so happy that you're a customer that we are for free giving you a boost in your Internet service. So where I had 50 megabytes, I had 50 megabytes per sec or megabits per second down and 25 up. They have decided to give me 50 50 for the same price. No charge. How about that? So I have more up and down. I'm seeing you still pixelated. Oh, no. And I'm hearing you a little bit uh, kludgy as well. Hopefully that won't last. Uh, Teresa looks fine. Oh, good. Good Good evening to you, Teresa. How are you? I'm good. Can you hear me? 
Uh, but you're breaking up. You're breaking up the way uh, Rick was last night. Um, okay. He's not, in a hotel sick. He's in a hotel tonight? Yes, and he's sick. And, he, oh, and he's no. sick. He is sick. Oh, did he catch your bug? I guess he did because, um, yeah, all his symptoms are the same. But he did call me a little while ago and said he felt a little better. But he's been in bed since like. Oh, <laughs> so. uh, that's too bad. Yeah. So, like, better this week than that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you don't want to be sick when you're making that nice, uh, that wonderful Italian trip. Yeah. So. Exactly. So how's everybody tonight? How are you guys doing? Do you, the weather's Don't still you nice by I you. Just, I just realized. What's that? Rich has Ebola, and Albert's not here to interview him. Say that again. Oh, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Yeah, you think that's what it is? <laughs> I'm having Rin broken up. Yeah. I yeah. hear you very clearly, Rob. You do hear me very clearly. Yep. But yeah. I clearly too. I certainly, you know, I did a speed check on my, I, I just, you know, I, I, I had a call from, like I said, from Verizon today. I, uh, I have a very fast internet connection now, 50-50, and I, did, I just did a speed test before we went on the air. I rebooted this computer. I did everything I could do to make sure that it was not, you know, I mean, this is a super fast computer and I've got a super fast internet connection. And I don't know what else it can be, to be honest with you. And and yeah, and normally, um, you know, we have a we have uh, you know a very fast, uh, the fastest net. I mean, um, internet connection you can have, and we haven't usually had problems here in the house. Rick usually has it when he's in a hotel. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what's going on. I don't either. Um, it it, it all, you're for me, really clear. I'm really clear. Oh, you're really. Yeah. yeah. Is the video really clear as well? Yeah. So it's yeah, but it's the incoming. I don't know. Maybe there's some setting here in and I looked. Now I'm using even though we're using the same account, all of us, you know, Alex, um all of us, we're using the same account. We are using our own client, right? We're all using our own version of Skype. And I don't know, maybe there is um some sort of setting in here where you can um you can adjust. I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't. I, I, I thought for sure after rebooting the computer, I mean, I just got, I came in here about 830 and I said, okay, I'm going to take everything down. I'm going to reboot everything. And then I was up. I actually logged into GabNet Live because I uh, tested something. I've been talking, trying to figure out how for, let's just say hello to Charlie first. Charlie has joined us. Hi. How are you? Hi, Charlie. And so with tomorrow night's game show, you know, instead of having to keep repeating the trivia um, you know, all the the, the uh, clues, not the clues, but the categories. categories. I have a still frame here of all of those categories on uh-huh. my Mac. And I was talking to Jim, Revelstoke Jim, who said, you could share your screen. Um, and I thought, that'd be a good idea. I could share my screen. So I put my Mac in here. I called in the GabNet Live. Or I, actually, I should say I started GabNet Live. I called in with my personal account from my Mac to it. And I mean, it works, but there are some little issues with it, so I'm going to play with it more. But I thought it'd be good to have the categories up all the time. Um, but everything okay, seemed well, to be working fine, and um, not yeah, so much on the air. Can Charlie speak for a few minutes? I'm sorry? Uh, can Charlie just speak for a few minutes so we can see if he's clear? Yeah, let's hear from oh. you, Charlie. Yeah, um, I'm I'm having a great evening. I, I've had all week off. It's been raining all week in Austin, so <laughs> you know what? Yeah, and you oh, you're so, in Austin. You sound as good as you did last night here. Yeah, he sounds really. I'm gonna call back in. Okay, wow. give it a try. Rin's and am gonna... I breaking up really bad? Should I try that as well? Sure, you might as well. I don't know that it's going to work. It actually seemed to get better towards later in the program yesterday, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know why this is what it is, but uh, I'll try it again. Rin is calling back in. Let's try it and see. Yeah, I'll wait until see what happens with her. Kind of sucks uh? that we're spending so much time on the uh? program doing this, but I don't know what else Any to better? do. Say hello. Hello. Well, it's about the same. I didn't realize you were in Austin, Texas. Yes. That's where my son lives. 
Oh, well, lucky for him. Yeah, I, and I was there uh, early part of last year, and uh, yeah, he's a musician. Where else do you go? Oh, yeah, Austin's great for music. Oh. How far are you from the um, Round Rock area where the Dell campus is? Um, about uh, well, 15, 20 miles, something like that. Yeah, because I was out there, what, three year, three three plus years ago now. They had me out there for a week to do some training out there at uh, the Dell campus. Did nice you go area. to Salt Licks? I'm sorry? Did you go to Salt Licks? No, what's that? Oh, it's a great Best barbecue, barbecue place. barbecue place in Austin, Texas. Is that right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I don't remember. You know, I was out there alone, and I usually, I was out there alone. I don't even remember what the heck I did, to be honest with you. I know I drove around a lot. I just, I did a lot of driving, but I was busy all day long, and I know I ate. I went out to eat at night and then back to the hotel, so I don't remember doing too much while I was there, but uh, I uh, I didn't get to the area where everybody talks about, you know, the music. Uh, oh, yeah. All the live music and stuff. That's not in that area, right? No. Well, a lot, a lot of it's downtown on 6th Street, a lot of the live music. But, but there are places scattered around the city. So I was staying inside of the campus. There's a Hampton Inn Hotel there that's actually inside Dell's campus. Is when you oh. make the turn, it's right there inside. So that's where I stayed, and I didn't, so I didn't venture too far from that area. So how it would have been another what 20 30 minute drive to get to that Yeah, to get downtown, yes. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't get there unfortunately. You know, I needed somebody to to cheer me along. <laughs> That's what I did. A couple of nights I went out with my Dell reps. They took me out. There was a it was a freebie trip. I had spent I my company spent a lot of money on a uh, on different equipment and I said, "Hey, next time you promised me the next time we spent a hundred grand on something, which where I work now, a hundred grand is a drop in the bucket. But for the small company I was working for, it was a lot of money. I I said, you guys promised me a trip down to uh, your campus, and I can get some training while I'm down there. And so they did. They they flew me down there, and it was cool. I had a good time. You know, hung out with the, with uh, my Dell reps at the time. But, and, and you're using Mac. <laughs> Well, today I'm using a Mac. Back then, I was using Dell. Yeah, I used <laughs> yes. to have a Dell. But um, all I, right, I will say there, there is one thing in in Austin that my son was raving about, and my kids—I don't know where they come from because none of them are sweet eaters, and I'm addicted to sweets. But um, my son was telling me about this sandwich that is on a donut. A sandwich right? on a donut. Is that correct? Charlie, uh, I'm not familiar. Sandwich. Oh, you're not familiar with it? Uh, it I, is. It's on a donut. It's disgusting. I know of a sandwich that's on chicken. Isn't what is it? Kentucky Fried yeah. has that. It's that's chicken wrapped in chicken. chicken. Yeah. It's just a bizarre thing. I've never yeah. had it, but I know of it. I never heard of a sandwich on a donut. Yes. Oh, you know what? Sandwich. I think I think if I remember correctly, Alex when he was on Sirius was talking about it, that there was some place in New York city that had a sandwich on a donut. And I think Christina or, uh, it was Medina or Christina brought in those, uh, for them to try. It was like the end of the second, the last week that he was there or something like that. I seem uh, to remember that, but I've never tried one. Yeah. It, it was horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've got a, go ahead. A donut, a cake donut or a, Kind. Oh, I would think that wouldn't be a jelly donut. That that could yeah. be nasty. <laughs> yeah. Not jelly, but the, the resin kind, the yeast donut. Yeah. Yeah, more like a an original Dunkin' Donut, just the, 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 the round, plain donut. I think they make uh-huh. a sandwich out of those. I like my bread. I'm Italian. We like our Italian bread with the crust and all that, not the soft, mushy bread. And my wife, she doesn't like it. She keeps saying, oh, it's so hard to eat that. You know, we went to New York. I said, now this is Italian bread. This is the real <laughs> deal. But most people you meet down here even, they don't like that kind. Of, they'd rather go to Subway and get that mushy. <laughs> yes, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, any, uh, any, I don't have anything tonight in, in, the, in terms of Ebola, but do you have anything for us, Rin? I do not. I I have to admit that I spend most of the day in bed. Oh, because still not... I'm sick. Hmm. Um, hmm. So I did not 
I need research today. I apologize. Oh, that's quite all right. I've got plenty of stuff to talk about. I um, I I heard I heard a little interview that I've actually uh, I'm going to play for you. Um, you know who David Stockman is, right? He's the um, former uh, director of the Office of Management and Budget, and he just or he did write a book called The Great Deformation, and um, it seems the Federal Reserve yesterday reassured investors that it'll hold interest rates near zero for a considerable time after it ends the bond buying program known as quantitative easing in October. Now, in response, the Dow Jones average today, or actually yesterday, closed at a new record high. Um, and David Stockman was being interviewed, and he has some serious concerns, and I thought maybe uh, we'd listen to this, and then we could talk about it a little bit, because it is kind of scary. Well, I mean, I'm worried about that we've got the greatest bubble created by a central bank in human history. Uh, we have been shoving zero-cost money into the financial markets for six years running. This is the 68th month of zero money market rates. Well, that, you know, that's the uh, kerosene that drives speculative trading, the carry trades. That's what the gamblers use to fund their position as they move from one uh, momentum uh, play uh, and uh, trade to another. So we have basically, um, you know, created or the Fed has created a bubble which is unsustainable. Everything's massively overvalued and it's predicated on zero cost overnight money that continues uh, these uh, carry trades. It can't continue. And so when uh, the trades begin to unwind because the carry cost has to normalize, you're going to have a dramatic uh, repricing and dislocation in these financial markets, but especially in tech. So let me ask you why investors should care now. Because looking back, you know, I went back and looked at one of the last times yeah. we spoke right. when you're promoting yeah. your book and you had just written yeah. a New York Times op-ed on March 30th of last year. Uh, the stock market was hitting all-time highs and you said instead of cheering, we should be very afraid. If this sounds like advice to get out of the markets and hide in cash, it is. Well, the market's up 28% since then, David. So if people took yeah. your advice, they, they missed out on gains. Well, uh, look, it, uh, it isn't over till it's over. And if uh, people think they're smart enough to play it by the day and trade it by the hour and compete with uh, all of these, uh, uh, you know, robotic trading systems that are uh, driving the market, uh, more power to them. But no one can uh, predict when the break is going to come, when the black swan is going to arrive. But when it does... There will be a sharp, violent, and uh, rapid, uh, uh, you know, repricing, adjustment. And so the 28% could disappear as fast as it appeared. But if people are trying to time the market and are trying to, uh, you know, kind of follow yeah. it day by day and the risks too, should people understand, David, you, you, you tend to be yeah. a little dour yeah, on right. some of these yeah. things. You're a, yeah. you're a little yeah. grumpy. Yeah. You know, should people take that into account when they listen to a warning like hide in cash? Well, um, you know, they, they can uh, make their own judgments, but I think what the Fed is doing is so unprecedented. What is happening in the markets is so unnatural. There has been so much liquidity, and you can give all the figures. Almost $4 trillion has been pumped into the market in less than 70 months by this central bank, and it's been matched by central banks all over the world. This is dangerous, combustible stuff. And I don't know when the explosion occurs, when, uh, you know, the uh, collapse uh, suddenly is upon us. But uh, when it happens, uh, people will be uh, happy that they got out of the way if they did. So I know that was long, but man, he, that's scary. And I guess I was thinking if this does happen, what do you think it'll mean to the economy, to jobs, if and when it does happen. Charlie, we... I'll tell you, all this economic stuff is pretty much Greek to me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, uh, and I'm not even discussing the economics of it because what he said, in my mind, the way what, he sa what he's saying makes sense. I'm talking about the practicality of it. What do you think we'll see if the markets tumble like that again? I mean... Do you think the market's going up the way they've gone up? We're at record highs on the stock market. Really hasn't affected the economy. 
So do you yes, think sir. if the so do you think if the if the markets tank that will be in any worse shape or will be in the well, same shape? No, I, I, I personally, I think that. And I don't know what everybody's income level is, um, but I think that for the majority of middle-class people, it's not going to make a difference. You're going to see the people who, that's where all their money is, and that's the game they play every day. They're the ones that are going to be, I think, hurting the most. I mean, and I, and personally, this guy that was speaking, I know I, I was listening to some of it, on uh, Sirius earlier today, and it just sounded to me like his book didn't sell as well as he wanted it to last year. So now he's, he's, you know, being doom and gloom so that maybe people will go out and read his book. You know what I'm saying? Well, his book is a year old now. Right. Right. But I'm saying if it didn't do very well, I, I don't know. I just didn't, it didn't, I didn't see the purpose of why he was, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just didn't understand the whole the whole interview. Why was he even being interviewed? Why him? I, I I don't know. I think they were checking back with him because last year, you know, she was sort of like almost poking fun at him. Oh yeah. Uh, by saying, you know, you're Mr. Doom and Gloom. And last year when you were here promoting your book, since then you said it's gonna fall up, you know, the whole thing's gonna tumble down and it's up twenty eight percent since then. So I think they just checked back with him because, look, you know, uh, how long can you keep offering zero money? It's not really – it's not creating jobs. No. It, what is it doing? What will what, be the reverse effect if, if suddenly they start to charge interest on this money? Uh, you know, that, I'm just kind of – you know, I, I don't know a lot about this stuff either, but I find I it fascinating. I because he does. Yeah, I would love to know – what we could expect, because I believe there's another bubble. I mean, there's another burst coming. Everything yep. is, you know, like we were talking about this the other night. Facebook is $201 billion. Facebook? What do they, what, I mean, they're worth, they're, more than, they're worth more than Toyota. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, so it's another, t- and, they, and he, and David Stockman said it, it's basically going to be a big tech bubble burst again. And companies like Facebook, I think if 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 it's not the banks, maybe we'll be in okay shape. If they start raising the interest rates on the money they give the banks, doesn't that mean our credit card interests are going to go up? Uh, I don't think that's the same uh, money. I, I, I don't know oh, the okay. answer to that. And the reason I say that is because if they're they've been giving, did she said how many straight months? That it's yeah. been sixty odd months. 68. Is that, yeah, sixty eight months that it's been uh, zero. I'm still paying the what? What is it? Fifteen, fourteen percent on my yeah, credit my cards. interest rates haven't gone up since Obama was elected. I don't think uh, so. Uh, I'm just afraid that if they do, then all of a sudden my interest is going to shoot up to twenty percent or something. Uh, I think it's more to do with um, it's more to do with loans, business loans. I think. I, I can't be quoted on it, but um, I just thought that was interesting because, uh, you know, I've heard a few, even even Bob, we were talking about this the other night, Bob, the, the, the guy that calls in from the truck, he had said, uh, you know, we, we're, we're in for a big fall. A lot of people are saying we're in for a big well, fall. You know what, it's, it's you know, getting to be that political time. And I think that I, somebody's stirring the pot. I really, I, I'm so skeptical of when these things just, you know, come out like this, that there isn't somebody behind the scenes creating this to get something. Because it's all speculation. You know, Wall Street, they're going to listen to this. They're going to start, you know, having people say, you know, move my money here, do this. That. And it's, it's, it's a game. They play with people's lives. Yeah, I think the, the fall is going to come from just the banks uh, because they're just getting so they're even bigger than they were in 2008. And so they're too they were too big to fail back then. We're going to have another crash and we're going to have to bail them out again. Well, the, I, I, there's no there's the housing bubble was what caused of that. The bad loans. Right. I don't think we're in that sort of situation this time. I don't think I mean, pfft. You know, I don't know, but I don't. I don't think it's a housing bubble so much. Housing has come back a little bit, but it's certainly not 
um, where it was. In some parts of the country, it might be where it was. I think New York City um, housing is, has really, really rebounded. Down here where I live, I'm, I've made some money. I bought this place five years ago, and it's probably, let's see, 360, 420. I've made about 60 grand, I guess, since I bought it, if, 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 the, place is, uh, if the place sells for what Zillow says it'll sell for. So that's not bad in five years, but right. um, and but we I you know these things are bought. I mean this is like I'm 25 miles from Washington D.C. and um, they just put in you know they're putting in the metro here. So I think I think this property is gonna you know I'm trying to hold on to it. I even when I think about sometimes um, moving, if I ever moved, I, I'm not somebody who'd really want to be a landlord, but Something tells me in 2016 when they opened the the Ashburn Metro that brings the Silver Line to you know straight up just north of me um, will be even better. So yeah, I don't know, but uh, I I just you know you hear so many people talking about a bubble and and that was by the way an interview done from um, uh, Yahoo News Yahoo Finance. So yeah. they're the ones oh. who I found it on on Yahoo Finance. So anything else on that? I've got a, a scary, scary story that touches. It seems more at home, like it touches home so much for all of us. Um, listen to this. Nearly two dozen legal, civil rights and education advocacy uh, organizations recently sent a letter to the United States Departments of Defense, Justice and Education to plead with the federal officials to stop sending military equipment, weapons and armored vehicles to and this is where it gets scary. Public schools. Yeah. What? Yeah. The move comes as an increasing number of school districts across the country take part in the Department of Defense's Excess Property Program, commonly known as 1033 Program. The Huffington Post reports that at least 20 schools have taken in military-grade equipment from grenade launchers to laptops, uh, and that's been since 1997. The equipment is given to schools, public university, uh, police forces, and local police agencies free— it's considered to be on indefinite loan from the government. In a letter, the education in the letter that they sent, the education and civil liberties advocates contend that, and this is a quote, adding the presence of military grade weapons to school climates that have become increasingly hostile due to their overall over reliance on police to handle routine student disciplines can only exacerbate exacerbate existing tensions, intensifying overly punitive atmospheres that criminalize and stigmatize students of color. Florida's Pinellas County School District, for example, received almost two dozen M-16 rifles, while San Diego and Los Angeles schools took in armored vehicles capable of withstanding mine explosions. What? What is a school with, with M16s and stuff? Uh, I, you know, I don't even. There's more of this story, but there's really no no sense in reading so it. My children are all out of school. It's, Me too. it's crazy. What the hell is going on? Why would I, the government be giving this equipment away like that? What does it tell you? Um, that they they're wasting money. Well, no. all right. So this is equipment that they're not going to use. So it's surplus. Right. You know, I guess they could sell it to Al Qaeda. Instead, they're giving it to school. They're giving it to schools. <laughs> giving it to schools. Yeah. It just sounds so bizarre to me. A lot of people spoke at once. Uh, you said, Rin? Um, I said the only thing worse is if they'd get them to a church. <laughs> Uh, but how about this? How about they? I, I know that Rick has these uh, metal drawer slides, the old ones from his company that you know they'll just trash. So he he takes them down to the metal scrapyard and he gets money for them. I mean, you know, it does pretty well. But 
why don't they sell them and then give the money to the schools so the kids can go back to having music programs and yeah. art programs and things like that. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah. But instead, they leave them intact, and, and schools are, if you want, you know, you want a grenade launcher? You, I mean, really? Uh, Unbelievable. I don't know. It's, it's, no, it's crazy. It's out of control. <laughs> it's a crazy world we live in. It's a crazy yeah. world we live in. I, I, and then there's the government waste right there. Say that again? And there's the government waste. You know, talk about wasting money, and, and you know, there's waste right there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's no question it's waste, but I think um, what they do is they recycle, right? I mean, they they don't let anything get too old, I guess, because mm-hmm. they want to make sure that the weapons will fire when needed, and so they're constantly, and of course, it keeps the it keeps the 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 mechanism going too, right? It keeps the mechanism for buying new weapons. If, if you're not getting rid of these weapons by blowing them up, you got to do something with them. But uh, not give them to schools. I mean, wait really? a minute, wait a minute. They're, they're giving them to the schools, and they're not even new guns. And they're say it again. They're not. They're what? not new. They're, they're, not, they're not new. Guns? These are these are not new. These are the hand-me-downs. These are yeah. You know, these are the ones that have already been used, and they want to get brand new weapons, so they get rid of the old. Ones. Yeah, M16s and you know rocket launchers, and you know, I mean, really, I mean, it's just it's crazy. Tank. I mean, armored vehicles. I have a friend who I wouldn't say he's a friend. He's an ex-coworker, acquaintance of mine, who is one of these people that if I showed him this story. And, you know, you got to give a little credence to it because I just couldn't believe it when I read this. He is a firm believer that there is um, something coming. And that's why he has these weapons, to protect him and his family. And so he is one of these doomsdayer believers who thinks that this is perfect it makes perfect sense they're arming everybody they're going to come after the citizens they want your guns it's just about martial law and military state and all i mean you know doomsdayers is what he is but it, i mean I, I i kept saying to him ah you're, you're you don't know what you're talking about and yeah you don't know you know if this would be fuel in his fire right there wow. i don't know I, 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 i'm not you know i don't I don't want to live my life like that. And that's what I told him. I I said to him in a joke, I said, I'll tell you what. If that day ever comes, I'll pay you. You come to my house and take that M16 and put it right between my eyes and blow me away because I don't want to live in a world like that. I don't want to be in a world where, you know, I don't want to be in like a movie where I'm scrounging around, carrying a weapon, looking for food, climbing over whatever kind of, you know, we've all seen the movies, wreckage of what yeah. our world used to be, you know. Yeah. yeah. You know, think about this. Really, what are a couple of, you know, whether you have one tank or, you know, a, a, an arsenal of, of handguns. And if the military, if they, you know, if they really want to take over, you know, the citizens, they just have to drop some bombs on, you know, go to just all these different and just drop bombs. Those guns aren't going to do you any good. But I can't, you know, I, I don't want to live my life thinking that tomorrow, I mean, it, anybody could walk out the, you know, out the door and get hit by a bus or something crazy. Yeah. So but to live a life that always you know, in that, you know what that's doing to your insides? It's not healthy. I, I just don't want to live like that. I don't even want to, I don't want that energy near me. I don't want to you know, talk to people that are, and I'm, I don't have my head in the sand, but, you know, I, I just can't believe that we live in a world that, that, you know, the intelligent, normal right. people would allow that to happen. It kind of goes back a little bit to something we discussed last night when we were talking about the, like the World Trade Center, uh, the 9-11 conspiracy. I don't right. want to live in a world, I can't. I don't have that ability to to be happy living in a world thinking that my government right wouldn't let that happen. You'd be, you'd be living in fear. I, I, if but it, I, 
place I left the room. So where you is it theory where they said that um, that you know that it was planned that George Bush or something planned it and all of that? I don't know. Well, nobody had specifics to say that, but you know, I think Jason was on last night, and he's the one that kind of said if yeah. um, uh, that they let. They, they probably didn't expect it to be as traumatic as it was, but they allowed an attack to happen on our soil to get Americans up in arms so Americans would be interested I'm in. I'm sorry. I, I don't, I, I, that's what I believe. Do you, and you believe that. See, and how do you get yeah, up every I'm, morning and shave and, uh, and, and feel good about Bush, yourself? Changing them, agreed to look the other way, let something happen wow. so then they could take over and invoke. All these war powers and, and I, I can't. Whatever. I just can't even believe. I, I it's too. I can't busy. believe that that that, that would have. Halliburton made thirty nine billion dollars on the war. Yeah. Uh, so so basically, what you're saying is that see, if, if I were to be you, Charles, and and believe that, I would be moving to another country because that <laughs> where are you going to go? Right. What's that? Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Well, right now I'm going to go to Italy. <laughs> so I'll check it out. You know, I don't know. I'll go to Ireland. I'll go to, I, I don't know. But I know. Berlusconi's had his problems in Italy. So. What's that? So Berlusconi's had his problems oh, in I Italy. I know. Absolutely. <laughs> what I'm saying is that you're saying that there are men out there that allowed innocent people to purposely be killed for money. Yeah, but I don't think they expected 3,000 people to be killed. Well, it doesn't matter if it they was They're expecting one. five or ten or something like that. It doesn't matter if it was one or two. Would have to be. They don't care. Money. That's the goal, money. The end justifies the mean. If I can make $39 billion, I mean, Halliburton was practically going into bankruptcy, and they made $39 billion off the Iraq war. I yeah, I I, 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 can understand the theory. I just can't get behind it because my, my, exactly. my, right. uh, I'm sure then that they got, then I, they got to explain to me how Building Seven came down that wasn't even struck by a plane. Nobody's explained that to me. Yeah, and and people say how you know how like you you know they they implode buildings and how they came down so perfectly without really doing any serious damage. They came down straight. Yep, they could have been if they if those towers would have tumbled any which way. Although they were designed not to, right? But if they would have come down in any which way, it could have been way worse, right? As you know, three thousand people. When you consider they blew up those two massive buildings, it's kind of amazing that only three thousand people perished, right? Yeah, I mean, it could have been fifty thousand. Oh, people. that's those are that's like zip codes. They have their own zip codes. Those buildings. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of people who were very lucky. Who who were not in that building? Those buildings when they and yeah, maybe that's part of it. You know, made sure they did it early in the morning. They didn't do yep. it at lunch hour or you know two in the afternoon. They did it early in the morning. If you're to believe that stuff, I just well, choose the not to. They did it, and at least this is what I remember from when it it all went down is um, they wanted to hit the financial, you know, powers. Right. That's why the World Trade Center was put in. That was their first right. target. And and they did it when they knew the nines. The nines all had something to do with it. You know, it was nine. It was eleven. Eleven, and it, it, it there was like a whole bunch of different things that came out about the time. You know, was it nine? If they planned it at nine o'clock when it first opened with the bell, etc. Yeah. But another thing is that. That's the only time in our history that all of our jet fighters were, were on some kind of maneuvers and unavailable to go search. I mean, it took them two hours to scramble jets to get up in the air to, to, to track these planes. Whereas when Payne Stewart's plane went out of control, you know, what, you know the golfer, yeah. and they, they, they died from some kind of uh, asphyxiation or whatever, and the plane was on autopilot flying. Mm-hmm. They were up in like seven minutes. They were up there trying to see what happened. But it took two hours to find to find to get planes up to see what's going on with these jumbo jets. Well, don't you think? And I, it, don't you think it's possible the same way we have 
people in you know different countries who keep us surprised things that maybe they have people here that says, hey, this is a good time to hit. They're going to have all these people out of maneuvers. I mean, and it could be one well, of our Why people. would you schedule maneuvers like that? Why would you schedule so that none of your planes are available? Because they got axed. They, they got, you know, they were arrogant and, you know, cocky. And, but to, to think that our government would purposely kill innocent people like that, I just can't even... I'm, that's like saying if you had your whole police force doing some kind of meeting so that nobody was available to answer some kind of call on the street. You would never do that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You'd always have somebody available so that if you got some kind of emergency call, you could send them out there. Yeah, yeah. I refuse to believe it. I, I can't help it. And it's I, very I, depressing. It is about too something. depressing. Yes, you know what? I got a question for all of you guys. Uh, do all three of you have children yes i do okay so two of you have children now how old are your children charlie uh 28 26 and 24 okay and teresa 25 and 35 okay when they were before they were of legal drinking age did you allow them to drink in the house hell no no nothing no absolutely not okay I'm not saying they never drank, but they didn't do it with our knowledge and and. Uh, so you never said so. So you know you could have a family gathering, Christmas, whatever. You, yeah. you never had a glass of wine or a little no. something. No, nope. at this thing, you know, we let I let my my daughter. My, my it's just never really. It was at least in front of us in the house. No, um, but on Thanksgiving, I do remember my daughter. You know, asking. Letting my daughter taste a sip of it, and she thought it was disgusting. So, <laughs> and it was just that was it. But no, never. My father was an alcoholic, uh-huh. so you know. Although I would drink, and I drink an occasional glass of wine, and I've I've always been really cognizant of you know how easy that hereditary thing can happen. Yeah. Okay. And we both had alcoholics in our family, although neither one of us were. But so. Right. Uh, so I'll ask Rin, and I could ask the three of you as well, um, all of you, because when you were under the drinking age, did your parents allow you to ever have a sip of this? I, I grew up in an Italian house. We were given a little glass of wine. My father, you know, would say, here, you know, have a little, you know. Um, so it wasn't something that was taboo in my home when I grew up. How about you, Rin? Well, um, actually, the first time I asked my stepfather, if I could have a sip of beer, he gave me a beer. Right. Put in a glass, whole deal, and one sip, and I hated it. <laughs> and my stepbrother was right in there. I'll have it. <laughs> how about how, how about either of you? Did you ever have anything before you of legal drinking age? I'm asking because you know, everybody's shaking their heads. <laughs> I'll let you go first. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I honest, I was such a goody two shoes. Uh-huh. I was raised by the nuns in the Catholic schools in Chicago, and I never touched a drop of alcohol until I was 21 years old. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay, so I'm a little different. I will tell you my that, no, it, it the only time it was offered to the children, we always went to my grandparents for um, Thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. like I did with my daughter, it was always allowed. You could have just a sip, or, a sip. You know, out of your parents. Um, but then... Um, Growing up, my mom and my dad divorced, and so we actually lived with my father. The you know the court somehow decided that being with my alcoholic father was better than being with my mother. But anyway, to, um, so at the age of thirteen, and I know this is horrendous, I was walking into a liquor store and getting beer for free. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I now I know what you guys where you guys stand on this stuff. How would you feel if the, um, if, if your town, your police, uh, local police were able to just walk into your home without a search warrant. And if they suspected that there was any underage drinking in the home, were allowed to enter your home regardless and find out if that were true or not. How does that, how would that sit with you? No, no, no. I, I would be against that. Right. Yeah. 
Well, that's that's not what's going on. That's what's going on in Montvale, New Jersey. Police are um, they're talking about broadening powers, which would include entering private property if underage drinking is, is even suspected. Uh, as reported, the proposal has some people questioning just how far police should be allowed to go. Residents value their privacy. It's a very upscale community, Montvale, New Jersey, and Morris yeah. County. Um, but the proposed ordinance could change all of that. Police could police officers under an ordinance could search homes with uh, probable cause and without a warrant if they suspect underage drinking. Oh, see, that's Where are ridiculous. we going? Where are we going? Uh, Weapons to the schools, entrance into your homes. What happened to your home is your castle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, go ahead, Rin. Um, well, I think that this is, that ordinance was for, if they thought there was a party going on in a house, and, you know, a kid answers the door, no, you can't come in. You know, okay. That's- so, so, Charles, I don't know how you feel about this, but if I wasn't home as the adult and my children or one of my children decided to have a party at my house right. without my knowledge mm-hmm. and there was drinking going on there, then I would not mind if those police went in and, and if they, I mean, as long as there was, you know, they found stuff and whatnot, I, I, I have a problem with that. So, but, but once you give them that, you're crossing that line. Once you well, let them cross that line, arresting your kids and throwing them in jail. I don't want my kids to go to jail if they do something like that. I'll punish them myself, but I'm not going to send them to jail. Well, but but here here's right. Here's my, my my only concern is that there's other kids in that house, and if any of them are drinking in my home, even though I'm not there, you st- as the homeowner, you're still liable. Yes. Yep. Well, yes. If something happens to those kids. Yes, you I are. And my kids knew that. And I, I, I honestly don't believe they ever had any parties like that in our house. Oh, yeah. come on. Come on. <laughs> I mean, if they did, they weren't like, to excess. Go ahead, Because Rin. we never found out about it. <laughs> Two things. The, the first one is uh, the talking about laws. It's the same thing we were talking last night about unions or contracts written and everybody's looking for a loophole. Right. Right. So I, that's that's that. And the other one is my older brothers and sisters would uh, party on the night that my parents went bowling. Right. In the winter, they would just throw them out in the snow. Oh, when the spring came, <laughs> oh no, I'll go out all the And the snow melted. <laughs> and they would just see the nets of bottles. <laughs> oh, God. that's funny yeah i mean it's it, uh, if you start letting the police determine when it is that they're gonna have probable cause and there and there's no they don't have to answer to anybody it becomes uh, you know it, it's a slippery slippery slope yeah. yeah and i don't know i i it's just i i'm sitting outside with my cigar today doing my show prep beautiful day and i start reading all this stuff first the first story i get to is the is the one about uh, the schools getting all these weapons and then i see this story about now are we becoming a police state what is happening to the our rights where is the afl cio where you don't hear about them anymore really did they lose all of their uh their their mojo no. I don't know, no, but they don't have as much clubs as they used to because the unions are involved. You would, ju- yeah, the, uh, yeah. The ACLU has been made kind of toothless. That's like, what I meant. The ACLU, yeah. the AFL CIO is a union. <laughs> oh, God. But uh, I, I heard what you meant instead of what you said. <laughs> say again? No, I, just, I was just saying I heard what you meant to say. Yes, the ACLU. Yeah, we knew what you meant. Um, you used to be able to, every time something like this was even brought about, there was just red flags and stone walls that would go up. And today, it's like it can happen. And you think it's maybe going to happen. And I don't know. It's been since 9-11. Yeah, It's been exactly. since People 9-11. so scared. And, you know, as they ease that bar more and more towards their their way... We become more comfortable with it. 
I don't know. I, I, um, it's just, you know, society okay, becomes more comfortable with it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. What came to my mind is, I wonder if um, this was Florida, if the, and that happened, and a police officer, you know, went into your home because they suspected whatever, if the standard ground rule would, you know, would hold up in court if I, as the homeowner, shot the policeman because I thought he was an intruder. You broke up a bit. I was having trouble understanding. Did you guys hear that? Would the homeowner get off for shooting a a policeman for for breaking into their home? Oh. If if it was in Florida with stand the ground law? Stand your ground, yeah. 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 And and the policeman came in, and and I was careful for my life that he was an intruder, and I shot him. Well, I I don't think they're allowed to come in unannounced, but they can knock on your door and say, we have a reason to believe, so step aside. They, they're not going to break in while you're in bed or, you know, while you're watching TV, just sort of sneak in. They have to announce themselves. But you can't say, I'm sorry, where's your search warrant? Uh, yeah, they don't even need a warrant. Yeah, they don't need a warrant. They, you know what? We believe this is going on and we're going to – we have a right to walk yeah, no, into your I home. Don't want them, home. I don't huh. want them doing that either. I don't, no. I don't like it. You can't do no. that. Yeah. What have the unreasonable searches and seizures? Where's the Constitution? <sighs> It's uh, it's we're losing. It's eroding everything. All of our civil liberties are eroding, and that started with nine eleven with the Patriot yep. Act, and it and it's just we're all so concerned. If you keep us in fear, then we're more apt to give you that control because right. protect us. Oh, please protect us, like parents protect their children. We look up to the government to protect us. So I'd rather be dead than living in slavery. Jeez. I hear you. And, and that's why I, I told my buddy, I said, you know, if it, if it ever gets that way and we do have a total breakdown here, I am not a survivor. I like the electric and I like comfortable chairs. <laughs> I told him, I said, just come over. I, I promise anything you can. You know what? You can if you can find anything in my house worthwhile after you do me, then take it. It's yours. But just put me out of my misery. And I always say if they're going to drop a bomb, I want the X to be on my head. Yeah. I don't want to be around to pick up the pieces. It's not the kind of life I want to live. I'm sorry. I just don't feel that strong about it. So anyway, um couple of other things we've well we got about seven minutes left um there's another black mark on the nfl again yeah, I, heard that. I mean really come on another guy arizona cardinals backup running back jonathan dwyer has been released on bond after his arrest in conjunction with uh, uh domestic abuse allegations today oh, um, good <laughs> listen to this um uh, let me see if I'm just going to cut to the chase here. According to a uh, court document, the incident began the morning of July 22nd when, after a verbal argument with his wife at their Phoenix apartment, Dwyer alleged, allegedly tried to kiss his wife and remove her clothing. When she told him to stop several times, and when he continued, she bit the defendant's lip. After that, he headbutted her in the face, which she later learned. Uh, which she later learned had caused a nasal bone fracture. Uh, A neighbor called the police because of loud arguing when they arrived. Dwyer's wife told her, told him that she was only, it was only her and her son in the house. Um, This guy was hiding in the bathroom. Dwyer's wife. What's that? And threatening to kill himself. That's correct. He, um, he was uh, punching the walls. He, he threatened to kill himself. Um, Boy, oh boy, the NFL is taking it on the chin, aren't they? Yep. Oh, but this is back from July. I thought you meant somebody just beat his wife yesterday or something after all of this. Well, I mean, it, but, you know, it doesn't matter if it's back in July. It's just now people are feeling, I guess, you know, it's time to say stuff. It's time yeah. to bring all this out. Everybody, It's like bandwagon jumping. And everybody's jumping on that bandwagon right now and, and turning people in and, 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 rele- and leaking information and... And and it's just no matter what you do, if you think about it, whether it happened today or if it happened in July or if it happened six months ago, the more the public finds out about it, the more, it, you know, that's not good. And it just it seems to make it worse and worse and worse. So um, still uh, hanging in there, huh, Charles, Charlie? Uh, well, <laughs> I tell you, it's uh, 
football's a violent game, and I guess it's, it has to bleed over into their, their private lives, too. Has to? Bleed. Apparently it has to because the incidence of, of stuff like this is much higher with pro football players than it is in the average community. Yeah. I don't know if it's an empowerment thing. They're empowered to do it because they're these big guys who get away with so much. I know we've talked about this so much, and I I almost hesitate bringing it up because it's like the official topic of this program, the way I guess Ebola was with Albert a couple of months ago, every day with Ebola. But I can't help it. I'm I'm sitting out there, and I'm like, look at this, another another black mark against the NFL. And, and I find right. it fascinating. It's, I find well, it fascinating. I want to play devil's advocate. So he was feeling uh, horny or whatever you want to say and was trying to get his wife to, you know, right. have fun with him. Mm-hmm. She wasn't in the mood or she didn't want to or whatever. They so had an no argument. No. They had an argument. Right. And then, you know, he was trying to kiss her and she bit his lip. And right. that, and I don't know about you, but if somebody bit my lip unexpectedly, I might do like, you know, like push my head toward them or pull or something. You know what I'm saying? And he's a big guy. Teresa, you will not about anyone. We know this about you. I'm sorry. I can't what? even imagine headbutting my wife. No. What no, possibly do? But wait a minute. I'm saying... But it might have been an accident. We get inside the story, and maybe that's why he was threatening to kill himself because he felt so bad for doing it. Maybe. So there you go. That's just the other side of the possible story. Yeah, but then why did he have a, a knife? And he threatened to kill himself in front of his wife and his son. Because he's an idiot. <laughs> so you know, when there's children involved too, that just like gets under my skin even more. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he threw he, a shoe at the Yeah, did, did wait a minute? Did I did I miss a part of the story here? Because uh, I'm skipping around. Um, she told, yeah. Um, she had a bro- the neighbor called the police. I think it said here that um, uh, on July 22nd, there was another argument, and Dwyer allegedly punched his wife on the left side of her face. Oh, oh God. Uh, See? He As also, I said. <laughs> he also began punching walls, uh, causing visible damage. The defendant then picked up a shoe and threw it, striking their 17-month-old son in the stomach. Oh. Child was not okay. injured. Then you didn't read the whole story. Why didn't you do that in the first place? I wouldn't have come up with that phony other part of the story. You know? Sorry about that. I had you, uh, I had you uh, feeling bad for him, maybe? I, I, well, you know, I was just giving the possibility, but now that I hear all that. Yeah, it's just it's going to be fun. I, I think the, the entire NFL season is going to be overshadowed by this. People, I mean. It sure looks like it. Yeah, I mean. There'll it, be three people on the field. But, but you know what the sad the sad part is, is that, you know, they, that old saying that children learn what they live. And right. unfortunately, a lot of that is from what they lived as children. That's right. You know, or, right. and they've not, they haven't learned how to deal with anger or it's really sad. It's a, a ugly cycle. And I don't know that uh, domestic violence is any more or less prevalent today than it ever was. It's just today. We find out about it. People are talking about it. It was always you don't think these NFL guys saw that in their lives from their right. fathers hitting their mothers or their girlfriends or whomever. Um, it's it's a sick society. It's what it is. Yeah. The, you know, it's not a healthy society that we live in. So this is what you get. Anyway, we're running out of time. I wanted to remind you that tomorrow night is our trivia night and call them the X Games. Or can I get in trouble for that? <laughs> I think I could get in trouble for that. But yeah, it's just, still be raining. tomorrow night we have uh, our trivia game. We we want to get at least uh, the three people uh, or more on the citizen panel because it's a lot of fun that way. And uh, if you can join us tomorrow night for that, we'd uh, we'd certainly enjoy having you. Uh, I look forward to that. I think Friday nights are a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so thank you for joining me tonight. I hope you guys uh, got a little something out of this tonight. We talked about some pretty screwed up stuff, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, sweet dreams to everybody with uh, with with thoughts of uh, grenade launchers at your school and all that. 
<laughs> Rin and Teresa and Charlie, thanks for uh, calling in tonight. Good night. So that's it for this program. Alex Bennett is next with The Ramble, 10 p.m. Eastern till midnight. Then at midnight, we will have Getting Geeky with Miranda Janelle. Midnight till whenever she decides to get through. The Citizen Panel will continue in just a few moments. I will see you tomorrow night for our game night right here on The Exchange. Have a great night, everyone. Thank you.